This is the Rolling with Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and this is episode nine. And my guest is Aaliyah, who is a cyclist, a writer for Velo News, founder and president of Ride Upgrades, kit reviewer, or should I say kit connoisseur. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Tay. <laughs> Always been me. a fan from before the podcast days. <laughs> I just listen, I'm a fan. <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. <laughs> um, yeah, we've known each other for a little bit. I would see you on 9W and just other places. I remember I ran into you um um where is it? By Lincoln Center, I believe. Yes. And you, you were and changing I had a flat your time. And I was yes. struggling. And I was <laughs> like, I had been there and messed with that flat for at least it was luckily it was not cold, but I had definitely my hands were like black. I remember that. <laughs> I was like, oh man, super dope. I'm really looking, int- I'm interested in to find out how you got started and you know what, what things you have going on. So we could jump right into it. Um, how long have you been cycling and what got you into cycling? Well, my Strava goes back to 2015, and I know I was riding around for a little bit before that. <laughs> um, so, you know, it seems like every time I say it, I say like, it seems like it's, I'm saying seven or nine years or somewhere. But I remember riding around in college, I would like use my bike to get from my house, which was slightly off campus, to my classes or whatever. Of course, until my bike got stolen. Oh, but you know how that be. Uh, so yeah, I've been riding around for a long time, like using it to commute first, obviously. But as far as I think the the reason that I say my years keep staying the same is because the like deeper into it you get, you like, I start discounting the early years and it was like, oh, I just kind of tootled around on a beat up Raleigh that was like a fallen apart piece of crap that was constantly squeaking or whatever the headset, there's like a headset issue to that bike. I remember that bike. <laughs> uh, now these days I'm like my standards be like if we talk about start riding as in like riding for fun to see if I can like better myself yeah I'm gonna say seven years ago seven yeah. years mm. longer than me I started in 2017 that's not that much longer this five years <laughs> <laughs> there are children going into first grade talking about oh, I remember, I, they were just born yeah, you're right. I started on my folding bike. <laughs> then, oh, I awesome. then I transitioned to a road bike. Um, how many bikes do you have? Oh boy, fully built, fully built, and in my possession that are actually mine that I own that are not uh, for ride upgrades. The program, uh, yeah, the Klein, Cannondale Cad Ten, Cannondale Cad Twelve, Trek. Thank you so much, Trek, for the <laughs> FLR Nine. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh priority thank you so much priority bikes shout out uh for their single speed belt drive mm. yeah so yeah that's it that's five five yeah then i have you know pieces and parts i got i'm very close to having a specialized hard rock bill i have literally have the cable like sitting close to me it needs to be the shift cable needs to be installed and i need a wheel set and then i'm done nice. so that'll be fixed do you build them yourself or do you take them someplace um, to get them built? Hell no. I wish I had those kind of skills. I'm close, <laughs> but definitely not ready to like take on a build from scratch. I let Jason from Seneca, Jason Marshall, who has is really a musician um, and teacher by trade, but has a little side hustle building bikes and putting bikes together mm-hmm. to do my bike stuff. 
He's like cool. my first stop usually. Oh, for that's dope. Place. Yeah. Do you have a favorite bike? If so, what is it? It's the Trek, without without a doubt. The Nemani SR9. <laughs> oh my god, that's a couch. That that is like you say you're sitting on the couch and you're just kind of like absorbed into it and you can't get up. That's the Trek. It's so it's 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 so comfortable. You might as well just lay down. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I don't, it's hard to go back from that. It's hard to come back from that. I don't think I could get better. <laughs> yeah, great bike. <laughs> so. I know you mainly do, right? You mainly do road cycling. Mm-hmm. And like, as of recently, I've been uh, looking at your Instagram and you've been posting like uh, some gravel rides that you've mm-hmm. been doing. So what made you want to like dabble in that? Um, it's fun. I like going, who doesn't like going over stuff? It's, it's a <laughs> ride without like cars buzzing you. Um, it's mm-hmm. def- I like I do get in an, an adrenaline rush and get that that you know endorphin reward for surviving traffic and being able to sit in in traffic in New York and there is its own attraction to that. Keep you on your toes and it is physically entertaining and visually interesting, et cetera, et cetera. But like, if you really want, like, I, like I pursue the like calming, peaceful outside of the city rides, and the most mm. calming, peaceful ride that you're going to get is probably on a gravel road somewhere where there's no cars buzzing you. Or you don't have to look over your shoulder all the time, blah, 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 blah. So, like, uh, after the parks, like, I, I used to go up to Harriman all the time after that. And during uh, COVID, in general, before COVID, but, like, during COVID was, like, the moment when I was, like, oh, wow, this is nice. Because it was closed down. So, half the roads up there were closed. Mm-hmm. So, it was, I was totally spoiled. And there were no cars. <laughs> so, after that, and when they reopened the parks, I was, like, this is terrible. <laughs> Not terrible. Just, like, <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, you notice, like, you just notice. It's less fun. You know, yeah, it's not the same as in the city, yeah, because they're moving at higher speeds and you can't sitting in is harder, just all of that. So, like, the fun of riding with traffic in is not in the city, is does not exist when you're in those peaceful places because the cars are not at a speed that you can normally sit in, you're just an obstacle. Um, so for that reason, after that, uh, people invited me to go do gravel stuff, just that. And like being in Harriman, there's a couple of roads up there. I'd ride past and be like, Ooh, I wonder where that goes, but it's like a Mm -hmm. gravel rocks. I can see there's rocks and mud and all. I was like, all right, wrote my little 28. Something was riding on 20 at the time (laughs) or could kind of do that, but not really. Um, and then when I got the Damani, thank you again, Shrek, um, they, it was, it takes 38s. So it came with. I think it came with 35s. I think no, it came with 32s. I beat those up, put a bunch of cuts in them because they were tubeless, and then went and got 38s and was able to go over stuff. And then I just kind of get, get like want to go over more, more and more stuff. Like, how much can this take? Mm-hmm. Personally, I do like gravel. I feel like there's a purpose to both. I love both. Gravel cycling is old as time, right? Yeah. Um, but there's no gravel near my house i live in brooklyn if i want to go ride and park i mean i guess there's there are gravel paths in prospect park so not crapping on prospect but it is not <laughs> the same as like going around mohawk or something like that you know what i mean yeah 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 um some of the ladies from black girls do bike we're talking about gravel and you know doing that so maybe maybe i'll give that a try yeah you're gonna go do unbound i hear they're doing unbound uh i am not <laughs> <laughs> not, yes, so, some of them are <laughs> not me, <laughs> but uh, maybe next year. Okay, uh, I'll definitely uh, give it a try. 
because I want to go some places as well. And, um, and I look at these like trails and paths and I'm like, well, my bike ain't going, <laughs> it's not going to make it. So what are you riding on these days? Um, I am, I have a live, um, avail three, um, with some gator skin tires, basically this, this, the standard, I haven't really made any upgrades to the, to my road bike. Okay. What kind of size tires does it take? What's the uh, tire clearance? Uh, I don't know. You I went to, to the store. <laughs> yeah, I got to find out because I did go to the store and I was talking to this guy. And he was like, yeah, you really can't take. Oh, damn, I can't remember. I'm going to find out. I'll let you know. But okay. maybe I can put some bigger. T- I don't know. Maybe I can put some bigger tires on this. There you go. Boom. Boom. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Problem solved. Right there. I mean, exactly. I remember watching this video of this group. Oh my gosh, it's not gonna come to me. Let's let's get it VC. Let's something VC. They and they're like, but they're like youngish British cats. And I assume that they are not gonna be upset by like grinding their pinarellos through like mud and dirt and whatever. Mm-hmm. But they were definitely riding like 25s and 28s on gravel. So it can be done. Oh. It's not like impossible, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well listen. I'm gonna look into it. <laughs> there we go. All right. What do you enjoy most about cycling? Uh, the freedom mm-hmm. and uh, the control. Like, obviously, I mean, maybe that sounds a bit dark. Obviously, when I found it out, but, like <laughs> you can go where I mean, you can go wherever you want. You're not tied to anything. You're not waiting on the train. You're not trying to search for parking. Yep. You're and it's an instant reward. You put in what you put in, you're gonna get out immediately. If you can put in this many watts, you're gonna go this many feet. That's it. That's how math, you know, based on the incline that you're on and your weight. But like, you know, it's an instant reward. Mm-hmm. If you want instant gratification, cycling can give that to you. You just have to train a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And basically everyone who I interview and ask that question to, whether it's cycling or it's um, skating or if it's traveling, it, it, they all say this basically same thing, freedom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Besides cycling, what other activities are you into? Physical activities or just doing things? Just hobbies? Uh, both. Uh, I used to like video games as far as like casual hobbies that I just like to do when I have free time. I used to like video games, but that, the, the time that I would normally spend doing that is now spent on bike stuff. <laughs> um, I used to write for fun and occasionally try to publish fiction, but I obviously got absorbed into like I'm sitting down at the computer, I'm probably doing work. Uh, mm-hmm. Things that I do for fun that are not biking, cooking. I like to cook secretly. Um, I do not like to wash dishes though, so that's <laughs> a problem. Um, yeah, if I had to choose a fun thing that would be just like something that I would do that was not bikes, it would be probably um, gaming or, or writing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I never really got into game. Like I had game systems. I had Nintendo, no Nintendo sixty four. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that was <laughs> that's what, as far as it went. Nintendo sixty four. My friends would come up, we would play, and then you know that was it. We'll be outside. Like, hey, you want to go upstairs? I'm like, no, I'm playing out. 
<laughs> Damn, you don't have a system? <laughs> That's cool. Like, no, I was... <laughs> But see, they had other systems. They didn't have Nintendo 64. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I was a woman around town, you know. I know how that is. Like, whoever gets the PlayStation, somebody's going to show up at their house. Exactly. I, yeah, my last one was PS4. It's dusty. It's just, <laughs> like, so, I don't even, like, use it for, like, getting on the TV. Now that the TV is smart, I just, it just sits there. I mean, I'm sure I will use it once the next in like the next, I don't know, four, five, six, seven, ten years when like <laughs> the next big game comes out, I'm sure I will like Grand Theft Auto. Now I just play the big, big, big things because I can't not. You know what I mean? But like, I probably wouldn't finish it. I'll, I'll have it just to have it at that point. You look at it for a second and be like, all right, I'm going to go ride my bike now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Switching gears a little bit. Um, can you explain what Ride Upgrades is and what made you want to start this program? Okay, what Ride Upgrades is? Ride Upgrades is a non, very small nonprofit that I started with uh, a very supportive friends that it focuses on, I don't want to say rehabilitating road bike image, but like getting, making road bike, road cycling in particular more accessible uh, to youth in the city. So we're able to provide a road bike scholarship with part, and through partnership with Trek, so thank you Trek, and a free summer camp uh, that is, as far as I know, the only free road cycling program in the city. So uh, why did I start it? I started it because I was working uh, with another nonprofit that was also a road cycling program that was school-based. And when COVID kicked in and they closed the schools, I realized that all the promises that I made these kids were not going to happen, basically, because Mm. everything was closed. So I started this. I knew that I could, like, at least get people bikes. That was one of the things that I hated about the program, that they weren't able to, like, even do, like, a one-bike giveaway. Mm-hmm. every year um, even though the, the program was too large to really give bikes to every single kid I disagree mm-hmm. with that maybe now that I've seen a little bit more but like long story short we weren't giving like you know a couple hundred kids a road bike at, at once but we could have released on one and I that was how kind of how it started I was like I knew I can at the very least swing a, a, like that first year that we kicked off I knew that at the very least I could swing um the scholarship like even if I hadn't had sponsors but luckily check very, very gratefully came through. We found an awesome young person. He then went on to like work at bike shops. He didn't become like a hardcore racer. And I kind of actually respected that. I was like, look, everybody doesn't want to race, but he definitely is integral to the community. I feel like we need to keep that going. If we want to see the kind of change, yeah. We want to see the kind of change that, that involves people, you know, advocating for bike lanes and supporting the racers that come out to do the thing and getting more kids on bikes and getting kids who normally wouldn't ride bikes for fun into cycling then that is the way i think yeah that's dope that's dope it's really cool that you started that program thank you like i don't really see just seeing i don't see many young people riding road bikes i do see them riding other bikes like the um like the BMX style bikes and doing tricks in the street, mm-hmm. but I don't really see too many um, younger people uh, in my neighborhood riding road bikes. Shucks, I don't see anybody. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. I think the baby sucks, and I think what we learned at the camp this year was that we do need the um, educational support, support of yeah. people who are actually our educators mm-hmm. and used to working with younger kids to to run the programs. You know what I mean? To 
that's that's the one thing like with Travis was 22 or 23 when he won the scholarship mm. so like for as far as the scholarship goes I think that's about that's about the right age we want him over over 18 you can no longer get pre-entry into CRC races and things like that once you're not a junior everything gets more expensive if you yep. want to support like the kid who's not going to the NYU or whatever that already has a cycle team um mm-hmm. then that's this is that's that niche that's filling that that window where normally kids who or young people who are just kind of getting their start and paying for apartments and feeling out the fact that they got to pay off college loans or whatever else still going through school they're not gonna be the ones to get into cycling if we don't encourage yeah although long term i would love to well, tomorrow i guess we have another meeting trying to talk about getting another program started in schools that's oh like key like if we can get high school programs high school middle school and high school bike programs it's huge yeah long-term goal and then hopefully you'll see more of the um the ride out kids (laughs) (laughs) and i'm gonna tell you another story story time so i used to work at a school in gravesend um leaders for short oh my gosh it had a long name but it was leaders for short at the lafayette high school building and uh, I was taking a ride back from the Belt Parkway path with like a bunch of high school kids. And like we passed them with the BMX kids and they were like, oh, is this a ride out? I'm like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely not. But we were welcome to ride with us. You are welcome to like, I mean, blue stay in a line. So that's the thing. Like, I can't take people's kids out and be like, all right, pop a wheelie. Now cut off that car. Like, no, Just hold this line right here and stay out of the wind because we were about to go fast. Please. Thank you. <laughs> Oh man. Oh yeah. Those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you should have every granted the opportunity having more than one bike is not a bad thing. Yeah, bit. of course. Like different bikes do different things. And I think it's important like to point out, well, those are cheap they, a lot cheaper, less expensive. Some of them are pricier, pricey mm-hmm. and do have do shift and all that, but like there's a rule a BMX bike probably not gonna be a really fancy BMX bike might not be as expensive as a really fancy road bike. Yeah, that's the theory there. Um, so, you know, and besides the fact that it's just not in the, not hot in the streets, it's not what's accessible. People think it's yeah. dangerous. Blah 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 blah. I don't know. Yeah. And again, one of those things that I think if you train them in the skills and show them where people could go with it, then sky's the limit. Yeah, I agree. Definitely is. Yeah. How did you begin writing for Velo News? Actually, through Major Taylor. So, shout outs to Derricka Hendon. Thank you, President, for that hookup. Yeah. We um, was working with Fred and Fred, specifically Dreyer, who uh, was the editor-in-chief at the time, to get some Black voices heard. So, they ran a, a special um, series uh, where they were interviewing, or like, not rap, not interviewing, but collecting and, and showcasing pieces from different members of major taylor iron riders which is a club here in brooklyn and um i was i don't know first or second second third something like that person to put my piece up and i think i was the only person who didn't write about myself (laughs) (laughs) like y'all really be okay i mean people care you want to inspire people representation does matter but i Mm -hmm. felt like i had something else to say and based on i guess how well that did they were and I'd already I'd already written for other I was an English major so I've already written online for money many mm-hmm. that's how I made my living for a while 
Um, so I knew that it was like, how do we get something that people actually pay attention to <laughs> this, mm-hmm. this, uh, the series that we were doing? Say something controversial, but it's obviously true. And then I did. And then they were like, do you want a job? And I was like, yes. Because I'd already been kind of like, I had my own weird little mission that I did not write about, obviously, for Vela News. Um, I was already kind of like fixated on the fact that cycling is super expensive. And then like, super cycling is super expensive. Almost features no black people when you're like looking around for it. And it definitely didn't have like drop tail bibs when I first started writing. You had to really hunt for those. And there was like only a few companies that did it. So yeah, um, I was like, kind of like, I don't want to say fixated, but definitely that was like my key point of like being like, if I can get some sort of, like if my voice heard, it's going to be to encourage companies everywhere to realize that women like to have bibs to come off in the back. Like, why are you making us <laughs> suffer? Um, so yes. And cycling kit in general, just kind of being like, oh, this is, this is crazy expensive. Why is it crazy expensive? Um, I've gotten to know more of why that is. Obviously, as I've gotten into the industry a little more, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was probably why they were like, all right, you, you've had some publications in your past. You understand how to pitch. You, that's, I think, how I ended up with all Nice. What, well, speaking of kits, what advice would you give to a new road cyclist or anyone just shopping for kits? New road cyclists and anyone are two different things, but for newly new person, if you, if they have unlimited funds, I mean, that's really what it is. Like, do, how much money, <laughs> what's your budget? <laughs> like all of the talk about the new people, just, if you're new, just ride your bike. Mm-hmm. Just ride your bike and make sure you don't get chafing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really the big thing, right? Like. Um, you, like if it chafe, if you chafe, you're is gonna make it more difficult to ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so try and make sure that your kit fits the stuff that's close to your skin is relatively tight, and that you don't have any seams right in your crotch. That's probably the biggest thing. Oh, and don't wear your underwear under your padded stuff. Mm-hmm. These are the new people com- conversations you have to have about kits, in particular for new cyclists. Um, oh, also keep your bike clean. I think we went over on my hands were black. Yeah, don't do that. Because um, <laughs> it's premature wear on your parts, all that sort of stuff. Is that kind of along the lines for people who have been riding for a minute and just want to hear? I mean, like, if you've been riding for a minute, you've already formulated your own opinions on things. So I don't feel like I <laughs> tell anybody anything once they've been at it for a while. But certainly, oh, like for today, I will, you know what? I take that back. I've been riding for a while. I forgot to tape up the holes in my shoes. I was watching a friend. Shout out mm. to um, Shane, cop uh, and former former cop, current cyclist from like, I think he's in Nyack these days. Anyway, he did a video about taping up the shoes holes because it is cold out now. Yep, <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, I forgot to do mine. My feet haven't been cold. So I never really was like, oh my God, I gotta do this. But like, now I, I it's like, you know what? Let me not wait until my feet are freezing to then realize I have to tape up the holes in the front of my mm-hmm. road cycle shoes. So little things like that. Tape the holes shut. You can do that. Um, 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 what else? What else? What else? Uh, things that other old school cyclists don't know. Murphy's oil soap gets out grease. So if you want to wear white socks, you can. Oh. You want to wear oh. stuff that might get, yeah. <laughs> Murphy's oil soap will get, and a little bit of heat will get, uh, hot water rather. Not like it's boiling hot, but like not to merge <laughs> the thing. But if you're concerned that it, the Murphy's oil soap isn't going to get out like an old stain, there's a little bit of warm water and some Murphy's. And well, you're good. Oh, well, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a big one. People were like, oh, I had to throw them out. They got grease and I couldn't get out. I was like, well, did you try the Murphy's? Throwing stuff out now. Calm down. 
Listen, I am. I ain't throwing nothing now. I'm still wearing socks. <laughs> it might just be like your it's the chain ring tattoo. That's what they call. Yes, it. yes. <laughs> but as I was saying before, for the new people, if you keep it relatively clean, yeah, I mean, it'll still be a little dirty. But <laughs> you can almost like you can almost never completely avoid that. Like I feel like that's a wax chain. The wax chain people can probably have something to say about, and no chain ring tattoo. But mm-hmm. I've never waxed my chains. I just use lube and. Yeah, for that reason, I keep it relatively clean. Otherwise, you're going to end up with that mark if you touch your chain ring. Yeah. I've got that mark uh, a few times. <laughs> same, same here. <laughs> uh, any goals, any cycling goals for 2022? Oh, yeah, plenty. Uh, I got to do that Rasputitsa like a crazy person. I don't know why I agreed to that, but I must be out of my damn mind. So I guess I'm doing that. Um, Rasputitsa is a ride in Vermont. It's a gravel ride, and that's in mm. end of April. So I got like a couple months, get my life together, do a little bit of training, and it is April in Vermont. So what that means is mud, probably mud and cold temperatures, uh, variable temperatures. Apparently, there's some section in there they call it Siberia with the sea, and they just it's like it's almost unrideable. Every year, it's just unrideable. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, walking for at least a little mile. Wow, I had to beg some connection to get some shoes. Because I was like, I don't, I don't have shoes for this. Anyway, so that's goal number one. Uh, goal number two is to expand the camp program a little bit. So we're mm-hmm. trying to figure out if we're going to do three weeks, like having an extra week at another location. Or like financially, I don't think we're going to double it this year. Because the other option was to do two camp locations. I think we need one more year of just kind of like slow growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've encouraging the kids, the young people that I have worked with through the sponsorship, finally connected them all. And hopefully we're going to, hopefully I want to put them on blast. So hopefully we're going to see them in Bear Mountain Classic this year. Hey, nice. Yeah. So that's coming up in May. Um, I'm skipping around here, but chronologically we have Rasputitsa, we have Bear Mountain Classic, we have Woods, Women's Woodstock Grand Prix. Hopefully I can do that, but I'm not. I'm not seeing a lot of notifications from the guy who runs it yet, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's going to happen again. That's a three-day women's um, cycling race up in Woodstock. Uh, oh, so that's nice. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's also in May. Uh, June, I'm going to try and – usually I try and do a little something because I know that I'm locked down pretty much for July. So June, mm-hmm. hopefully I can go climb something somewhere. I try to, like – I'm going to try and get in a couple – new climbs every time every year if i can hopefully i can get out to la but let's see um and what else we got may we got june uh july june no juneteenth juneteenth is harlem crit and for oh, harlem yeah. Crit, yeah for harlem crit and it falls on exactly on juneteenth this year so that's a big deal definitely working with rich cox who is the organizer of the event to do uh, a kid to re- revamp the kids program or kids let's ride I think with USAC so let's see how that goes either way we're just gonna make sure the kids get a chance to get on some bikes and have some fun maybe teach them a few skills in the morning so that's gonna be awesome I think that the Harlem Crit this year can be big and that's gonna probably mm. take up a lot of my energy I'm gonna start promoting for that like now-ish yeah uh then we got camp camp will be upon me fast like after juneteenth it's boom done uh <laughs> camp usually like the first week after uh july 4th mm-hmm. so school ends at the end of june and then after that don't nobody talk to me i don't want to hear from nobody <laughs> but after that uh i want to do the hill climb there's a 
Mount Washington Hill Climb. It's the only time that that Mount Washington Road is open to cyclists. So I'm going to see if I can get in. That doesn't open in for a few months, I think, or at least a month. The registration isn't open yet. Yeah. But it's like one day. Um, uh, and yeah, that would be awesome. That's And I just did look and found out that's a week after Vermont Overland. I said I wasn't going to do Vermont Overland again. But it's a week. there's a week in between there. So if I could arrange it in such a way that I like go do Vermont Overland and then just stay there and then like drive from there to mount washington that would be ideal let's see if i can work that out and yeah after that i'll be like let's see how many more mountains i can get in before <laughs> it gets too cold and i'm broke <laughs> that's a lot yeah. <laughs> that's i mean that's enough that's enough for a year i think that is i will be doing the road scholarship again the sponsorship is still open all that stuff so keep it going yeah that's dope well, I know you're going to accomplish all those goals yep. that you have set. Yes, indeed. Um, and maybe I'll come up to the Woodstock. If they do have it, maybe I'll come up there. I do have family that doesn't live too far from there, so maybe I'll come up there and support. Yeah, awesome. I'll remind the women, um, Black Girls Do Bike, that, yeah. that that race is coming. Yeah. We're doing, apparently, we're doing Unbound. We're just out there now. We're out there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> God bless them. Do you have any last words? Go ride your bike. There you go. <laughs> Where can people find out more about ride upgrades as well as keep up to date with all the stuff that you got going on? Rideupgrades.org. That is it. And I do want to make sure it is ride up like a gradient, <laughs> not ride upgrades. Even though we ride mm-hmm. upgrades be pretty sweet. You yeah. ride upgrades. <laughs> Don't buy upgrades. You ride up gradients. Get it? Mm-hmm. There's another guy who has like an actual like rideupgrades.com. That is not us. That's like a random mm-hmm. dude who's had that site for forever because the quote is old. So God bless that dude. He'd be interesting sometimes. He'd still be posting every once in a while. I pop on his website <laughs> and like read it. Um, rideofgrades.org that's where you can find out more stuff about what's going on with the website they definitely aren't we're on Instagram as don't buy upgrades like I said don't buy upgrades ride upgrades uh, I have my Instagram kid addiction who knows if I'll change that title because the addiction is wearing off I think again mm. addiction is part of that is not a positive thing <laughs> right like, <laughs> like trying to buy buying more stuff I have enough stuff you know what I mean so now I might have to be like a kid critic kind of like the column on Melanews because I just like now I'm starting to get super critical because I'm running out of space and like you run out of even not even just space just like the time to wear mm-hmm. the stuff like if you're on a team you're not going to have an option to wear whatever you want you're wearing what the yeah. team is wearing so there's no point in me having all the stuff if I'm, most of the rides i'm going on are with the team and they're this is not sponsorship items so yeah got jumped through my mind now but i digress don't buy upgrades on instagram kid addiction on instagram rideupgrades.org on any internet whatever um what else what else i'm on facebook too but not a lot <laughs> <laughs> I'll be seeing you out there and on the road, of course. Yeah. Uh, last question. If you could, you might know this or maybe guesstimate, how many kids do you have? Oh, man. 
I, at this point, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> a lot. Matching, see, the matching ones, I could try and count out, but it would be like, it's starting to get stupid. It's starting oh to get gosh. like, I want to say like 40 or 50, somewhere in there. I can't be that, can't be that many. I, yeah, okay. I Too many. Too many. <laughs> Enough for me to like start putting them in bins now and like having to clean up the closet a little bit because it's starting to get silly. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, too many. And that is a good question. I think I'm going to, people are going to ask me this repeatedly and have asked me this repeatedly. So I will count. And I did count like last year. So that's, <laughs> that's not helpful anymore. But now I got to count again. But a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well, I want to thank you again for being a guest on my podcast. Um, and like I said, good luck with all your goals for 2022. I'll be out there. You'll see me around. All right. I'll be, uh, I'll be out there. Are we <laughs> outside? I'll be, I'll be outside. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Like, I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm interested. Hopefully you can start teaching me how to like roller skate. I can do it, but I can't, you know, do it to it. So I'm going to follow <laughs> along enthusiastically. All right. That's what's up. This is the Rolling With Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. One more Rolling With Tay podcast? Well, follow on Instagram and Twitter at Rolling With Tay. Visit the blog, rollingwithtay.wordpress.com for more content, and be sure to sign up for the monthly newsletter. And lastly, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rolling With Tay. Thank you.